everyone, and welcome to a brand new holiday episode of Opera After Dark. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. Is that a Kermit the Frog impression? That see, I'm so glad that you said that <laughs> because that was my exact thought when I listened to the Jonas Kaufman version of All I Want oh, for Christmas. Oh, that's not nice. Very Kermit the Froggy at the start. Let me tell you, mm. extremely. We'll listen back to it. It is so Kermit the Frog like. So this is what you want to talk Sorry. about. Yes, but before we get into it, we should tell the people, tell the listeners that in this episode, we are talking all about operatic or albums by opera singers that are holiday albums. The good, the bad, and the Kermit the Frog-like. Well, I think that we've talked in the past about holiday albums that we love and i think we're gonna focus more this time on sometimes opera singers put out well singers in general we're just talking about opera singers but singers in general put out holiday albums and i think they're 100 percent cash grabs but whatever um oh yeah yeah <laughs> and usually on a classical album most of the recordings are of these very traditional you know Sometimes it's like Bach and like traditional Christmas carols and things like that. And then someone tells them that they got to throw in a fun option for everyone. And that's when disaster Mm. strikes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When they do Stille Nacht, like that's great. Beautiful. A good classical silent night. But when they throw in White Christmas or something like that, it gets... Real funny, real quick. Yeah, sometimes it gets... Real funny, real quick. It gets a little dicey. Right. Yes, but it's, as a fan, I I love it. I Like, it is so <laughs> entertaining. As a, as a fan of unintentionally ridiculous things, I agree with you. It's incredible. It's just yes. so funny because, like, we, like, you know, we've all been in and around the opera industry for a while... And you know that opera singers, especially like elite opera singers, like the world-class singers, they, they, I feel like they're usually so guarded about their career or like uh, professional choices that they make, what they're going to sing when, like they don't take on new roles before they're ready because they don't want to, you know, sound bad or, or not get hired in, in a place again or something like that. So you just have to know that like with some of these albums and especially the songs that really don't sound good on these albums, like who okayed that? Who was like, oh, yeah, that's really good. I feel like usually it's by the time they like, they, they ha- are so successful. They're like, whatever, whatever I do, it's going to be good. I, I agree with you. And I, all, I, I think there is just this tradition for these kinds of albums that they've got to put out like something fun for a lack of a better word and also i do feel like you get famous enough and people stop telling you that you're making bad decisions yeah that's true i think that's very true in this case 
because I, I feel it. like some of them are just like, but I love this Christmas song. I want to record it. And that's fine. But maybe record it in a style that showcases what it is that that you do really well because like different styles of music need to be sung in a specific some of them need to be sung in a specific way not mm-hmm. not everything but you know it's just like we would judge a pop singer that decided to sing and like put an opera aria on their album. Exactly. Say, why did you yes. do that? Like, you ruined it and you don't sound very good. Yes. So, yeah, the flip flop of that. Mm, like still, the... I, like, I'm not mad at anybody. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not mad. And they're, they're making money and, and, and good for them. Right. Incentives mm. matter. So even the, do matter. even the people that are evaluating them or like giving them advice, there are probably also people that are going to cash in on this one way or the other. So, yeah. That's true. Well, So how, how do we want to do this? How do we want to like bring so some... I want, I want to but, clarify first. Like, are we only talking about the tracks on the album that are like the fun, ridiculous number? Or are we also like, bringing up the ones that are like solid or some of I, our favorite ones i think we could do all of the above okay like, all right i just want to make sure because i have i have a favorite one that i'm just going to go on the record now and say that there are no ridiculous tracks it's Whoa. like in my opinion the perfect christmas album well, why don't but that's dang. just my opinion why don't we start with that so, why don't we start with something really positive naomi why don't you go okay well i i have to kind of qualify like what makes a perfect christmas album for me because i number one i love traditional christmas carols so Mm -hmm. um one of the things i like about this album is that there isn't any like of the like very modern contemporary fun numbers (laughs) right there aren't any quote michael blue blay numbers (laughs) no no mariah carey in there it's it's not that i don't appreciate those sung like in the right style in the right context but when i think about like music that i want to be playing around the house while i'm like preparing holiday things i i think about traditional christmas carols because of like how i grew up and so i found this album fairly recently of my one of my favorite opera singers singing in his native language of Swedish. Oh. Oh, I yes. know who this is. Basically, in a recording that's like super, super traditional. So there's a, like an orchestra and a men's choir, and it just like kind of sounds like if you went to like a, a church service with a really good choir, and and Peter Matei was the soloist. Oh, uh, like, I don't know why. What I... it, didn't instantly like. place him as being the Swedish singer that you might be talking about. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be able yeah. to really get into this. delightful. And like most of the reason why I like it, aside from just like the traditional, very straightforward like manner that they recorded it in, is like his voice is so beautiful. So you're just listening to this like gorgeous sound sing Christmas carols in a language I don't speak, but I recognize the tune of most of them or some of them, right? Some of them are like very foreign to me. I've never heard this carol before in any language, but 
it just sounds nice because it's Peter Matei singing. So he has a tone. I, I feel like people overuse this, and I try not to use this, but I feel like it's like a buttery, like, like creamy, mm-hmm. rich tone. Definitely to his voice. Definitely like butter. Wow. So uh, yeah, I'm excited it's so to check that out. Gentle and like comforting. It's like you're like. It's like his voice hugs you. It's like just a... wraps you in a Christmas blanket. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you have a favorite track from that album or one that we could just sample ever so quickly? Yeah, there's a there's a couple I was listening to earlier. Um so he does the Swedish version of Silent Night, Stilla Not in mm. Swedish. Um he does a very good um there's like a really old school carol it's very traditional so it's one of those things that like it's not even sung that often anymore called uh low how a rose are blooming and he's has that on the track mm. um Ooh, and, let's listen to that yeah and it's just it's peter matei so he's it sounds so good i do love low low how a rose are blooming blooming i i remember singing that in like high school choir and like when we had to learn it because I was lazy, I was like, why are we learning this? Like, I know all the other ones. Like, why do we got to learn this? And now in retrospect, I feel like I was being foolish because it is so pretty. It's just it's, a really, really pretty song. It is very, very pretty. And then sort of on this album, like interspersed between the carols, there's actually like an orchestral number that's played and it's by this Swedish composer who's a 20th century composer who I had to look him up because I like never heard of him before but it's very beautiful like orchestral wintry feeling music and the name of this orchestral suite is called Ein Winter Saga which Mm. sounds very like epic for the holidays (laughs) Ein Winter Saga and it's by Lars Erik Larsson Mm. so if that's not like a nordic name i don't know what is yeah. like scandinavian name right um wow. but well let's yes, let's Lars quickly Anna listen Larson. to some of low how rose air blooming or is it is that the, how the title is? is that what the title is well that's the english title yeah. i'm not going to attempt to pronounce the swedish title um but the title of the album is yule may peter matei which hey. is basically uh, Mary, like Christmas like... with Peter Matei. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, that that's lovely. Yeah, so pretty. And I have a feeling that the rest of the conversation is going to go in a very different direction. <laughs> <laughs> because to be honest, what made us think of this topic yes. was 
hearing a particular Christmas album that was a little bit cringeworthy, or actually some tracks uh, from an album that mm. were cringeworthy. And then we did need to dive down this rabbit hole of just some funny operatically sung Christmas albums. But I, I feel like before we go any further, I do feel like we should make mention of an OG opera Christmas album that at least for me was the first one I thought of when we kind of started to brainstorm about this topic. Is anybody really? on the same wavelength as I am? Is this the Three Tenors Christmas album? Oh, hell yes, it is. Yeah. The Three Tenors Christmas album. <laughs> A classic. This was another one that, that was gifted to me when, like, when I was in college. And someone was like, oh, Kyle, you're a tenor, and uh, Christmas <laughs> music is nice, so check this out. And like naively at the time, I was like, oh, wow, like, okay, Pavarotti, uh, Placido mm-hmm. Domingo, and it's Carreras is the, is the third tenor. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. And <laughs> even at that point in time, I was like, oh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who okayed this? Who gave this the green light? Because there are some Which tracks is... on there that are just like, eesh. And that's crazy because like all three of them were like so successful and amazing, right? And then, it, but it's just, you know, going down a certain path or with a certain style isn't always the best fit. So, Well, and to be honest, really what stands out for me in that album is that like the, their singing tone, of course, is great. Like they have these lovely, beautiful voices, but it's with them singing in English uh, yeah. with such a thick accent that it's it just ends up being so comical to me. Which the funny thing is that's probably how everybody feels when they hear like Americans singing <laughs> like in Italian probably. operas. I'm sure Italians are like, <laughs> like oh, that, that Italian pronunciation could have been better. Right. But uh, yeah, I feel like we needed to at least start there. And uh, I did pick out a track from that album. If there's... <laughs> Please. If there's... Uh, if there's room, if you guys want yes. to just hear a little bit. They do have, uh, I mean, there's a couple that you can choose from. And I'm sure there's a couple tracks on that album that sound perfectly fine. You wouldn't have many negative things to say. But they do have a version of White Christmas, you know? <gasps> I'm dreaming of a white. But it's very Italian. Very Italian. Starts with Pavarotti, just with such a thick accent. And then just builds. It's also so schmaltzy, which in this scenario just makes you want to giggle a little bit. But uh, let's let's listen to a little bit of that, just so you, everybody can get a taste of what I'm talking about. All your 
me think of how like all of these Christmas albums, like opera singers never sing these things live in concert anywhere. Oh, I'm I sure can't there's think of a any reason. Scenario when they do, which is actually, just, like, I bet you could that 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 I, doesn't happen. I bet you could find a three tenors video of them singing some sort of oh, holiday yeah. well, concert. They did a bunch of concerts for PBS, yeah, like back in the '80s, I think, when they first the three tenors was like their gimmicky thing. So like that definitely exists, but I don't think since then there's been like a, you know, Anna Trevor sings Christmas classics concert. Although people would pay a lot of money for that, but. Oh my God. Me, myself included. (laughs) 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 Well, I'll also mention that in addition to the three tenors holiday albums, uh, Placido Domingo has his own Christmas album that is Placido Domingo, My Christmas. I read about a track on that album that features steel drums. Oh, my God. This ties into something yes. else that I want to talk about, but go on. But oh, I, I didn't I was, listen to it, so I just read about it being like like the kind of out of nowhere track on that album. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll have to do some research. It has like some steel drum accompaniment thing. It's Feliz Navidad. Is it? Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. I feel like Naomi and I might have been doing the same article research. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find the same source I did? It's possible. (laughs) I think I believe it is. Yes. It is Feliz Navidad. Is there any, while I look this up, is there any more context you can give us or what some of the the reading was in the article? Well, this article was just, it was sort of describing like various opera singer holiday albums. And that was just one track that stood out that they described that I was like, oh, what? (laughs) But I didn't actually listen to it, but it was there. gosh oh my gosh that so the the funny thing so is there that, are steel drums in that see i didn't listen to it i just read the description and i don't really hear them but maybe it's just maybe it's later on me. there's a steel drum solo i think you're thinking of something else because one of the things i wanted to talk about was that Bryn terrible christmas carol album that wait he, wait okay wait. sorry 
I just want to respond. That might be it. <laughs> I just want to respond to the Feliz Navidad yeah? really okay. quickly. Of course. Because hearing the first part of it, I was like, oh, actually, this this works pretty well because it's done in kind of like a mariachi style. And mariachi singing, in in my mind, is not so different from operatic singing, or at least they like to the ear, it kind of hits you in the same yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, this this works pretty well. But then once again, when it got to the chorus, and one, the, the English was a little bit jarring, but <laughs> what was the line? There was a line about lots of presents to make, to make you, you happy. happy. Which is, I've never heard. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Lots of presents to make you happy. That was just too good. I've never good. heard that before. Neither have I. It's, it's, oh my gosh. It hits me in a weird way. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I got to tell you, I do love that song though. It's I really so, do. It's so joyful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I imagine that's like at least all around the US and probably all around the world that's a popular song. But I feel like growing up in the Southwest and we actually... Every every year on Christmas Eve, we always had Mexican food. Like we always had enchiladas, super oh, good. That sounds so good. And so, uh, yeah, that's that is another one that just makes me happy. It puts me in a good place. It's like kind of nostalgic, mm-hmm. but then also a little bit of like very cheesy in a hilarious way. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Well, we but, but this is not the one with steel drums. No. So Brent Terful put out. Uh, an album called I think it's just Christmas Carols and Songs and most of it is like right in the sweet spot it's a lot of like Welsh Christmas carols and he sounds great he actually he does a version of White Christmas that is a duet with a recording of Bing Crosby and you would think this is going to be terrible it does actually kind of work but I, I think what you're referring to is he sings a song called Mary's Boy Child um which was made popular by Harry Belafonte in the 50s. And I found out in my research, it also was famous in 1978 because apparently there's a disco version of it. Um, so it is oh my gosh. Bryn Terfel singing a Calypso number. Um, what? And that is where the problem comes in. <laughs> And that oh, is, man. there is steel drum, and I can play you a, a little bit of that if you're interested. Oh, please. That just seems so odd for a Bryn Terfel album. It seems ill-advised, but whoever arranged this, just like... Unexpected. Chef's kiss. <laughs> So 
will say that there is another version of this song that he sings where it's just him and a pianist and it's lovely. I just don't I was going to say, but vocally it kind of works. I don't, but at the same time, <laughs> I like my first thought was like, it almost sounds like he recorded the vocal track separately and then like a different accompaniment was like paired with him than what he expected. I don't know. I agree. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's no Jingle Bells, but it's something. I, once again, I'm not mad. It's okay. so much entertainment. All I'm thinking about, so we're we're recording this uh, like a few weeks before Christmas, and... Mm-hmm. I still need to put Christmas lights up on my house and I'm definitely going to be jamming to some of these albums while I'm doing it. And it's probably (laughs) going to be dangerous because I'm going to be up on a ladder, you know, swinging a hammer around and I'm just going to be like dancing around to all of these sweet, sweet tunes. And I can't wait. Please be careful, Kyle. I mean, I (laughs) definitely be careful, but I agree that like none of these make me mad. No. We we laugh and we we joke because it's like there's something so endearing about the idea that like these songs are favorites and people will listen to them and and buy the albums because like no matter how cheesy some of them might be like we can't help it like we we love a good holiday album so oh yeah who doesn't so we've been talking a lot about Christmas albums by dudes spent a lot of time with three tenors. Uh, we had Peter Matei, we had Bryn Terrifle. Haven't talked about the ladies, and there's a very important lady and her Christmas album to discuss, and that is Renee Fleming's Christmas album. Nene, which is called as they call her. It's called Christmas in New York. Oh, I have not heard this album. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I didn't know what to expect going in to listen, and I only listened to a few tracks. But didn't... I, well, first I have a question. Didn't she come out at some point with, like, a jazz album? Um, It wasn't jazz. It was, like, it was like a like a pop album. It was, like, pop. synth emo pop. I don't know yeah. what it was. There was a lot of... There was, like, it York was... on it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And... Naomi hated it. I did not enjoy it very much. Apparently, it was like the, her greatest selling album. Was it really? Yep. Dang. That's crazy. Wow. I, I do case... remember that she, like, I remember watching an interview with her where she talked about how she sang in a much lower range on oh, that yeah. album. She did. Because it was this, like, pop contemporary style um, that... It just didn't fit with her upper like soprano range. And she does have a background in jazz singing, like before she pursued um, classical music and classical singing, I think she did sing quite a bit of jazz. So it wasn't like it was totally new territory for her, but I can just say in the grand scheme of things, it was not one that stayed in my playlist. We'll put it that way. Fair enough. Well, you may feel the same way about Christmas in New York, but it is one that she definitely does in a more contemporary style, if that's mm-hmm. what we 
would call it. She doesn't stick to her classical singing style so much so that when I first listened to it, like a lot of the tracks, there are more than one singer uh, listed on the track. Mm-hmm. And I, like when I first heard her sing, I was like, is that Renee Fleming? Is, or is that this other person? I don't know, but it was Renee Fleming. Like she does it in a more jazzy type of sound. So I actually, I don't know. It wasn't great personally. I, like I didn't love it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like laughable like some of these other tracks are. <laughs> It wasn't like I mean, cheesy I, or anything like that. It was no. not cheesy. Okay. No. No, like but she was... actually, there's a duet with Kelly O'Hara on it that actually sounded pretty nice. Yeah, I think that's the Silver Bells duet. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a good example where like she sings the lower part in that, Renee mm-hmm. Fleming. So Kelly O'Hara sings the, the higher part. And I I agree that was not my favorite Christmas album It did or holiday album. It did not, like, become a regular in my rotation playlist. Um, but there were a few things I did admire about the album, and I did watch some of, like, the, I guess, their music videos or, like, live recordings that they did. And so the amount of, like, uh, I guess, just, like, in sync or, like, communication between... Kelly O'Hara and Renee Fleming when they were singing that track, the Silver Bells track, it was like, oh man, they like planned this out like to a T. Like all of the little tiny vocalisms that they do together, it you could tell that it was like so meticulously done. And so I was like, that that takes a lot of like a lot of hard work, right? To get something that perfect in your interpretation. And Well, they're they're both very talented artists, that's for sure. Of course. Yeah, but I think like merging with another person any duet is has its difficulties right you need to like be in sync with each other Mm -hmm. so i just felt like they really were like locked in with their with their interpretation and And then then i also they took that chemistry to the met stage when they both featured in the merry widow Widow. that's true yes (laughs) yep and then the other thing i thought was interesting was just how much variety there was of people she was collaborating with. So, and I do think that the collaborations helped keep it away from cheesy because she was collaborating with people who were like very well respected in these other non-traditional or non-operatic styles. Right. So it kind of lent a little bit more of a, um, like authenticity to the interpretations, if you will. Yeah. But. Well, let's let's listen to some of the Silver Bells since you gave it some special attention, and then yes. maybe which it also is... has these like Renee Flemingisms in it. So if you are familiar with Renee Fleming's operatic singing, and it's really hard to describe unless you've listened to her like thousands of times, but there's just ways that she moves between pitches that you're like, it's so Renee Fleming when you hear it, and yeah. All right. Well, here's Silver Bells. Silver Bells, Silver Bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling, hear them ring. 
a feeling of Christmas Children laughing, people passing Meeting smile after smile And on every street corner You'll It's also just the way that she pronounces words, too. Like, I really feel like, you know, even amongst people who are native English speakers, there are accents, right? And there's something about Renee Fleming's pronunciation that is just so uniquely hers Hmm. of English text that I'm like, you hear it and you're like, that's Renee Fleming. I can tell that it's her because of, like, the shape of the vowel, right? Wow. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So there it is, Christmas in New York. Also interesting when researching these albums, people have reused the same album titles what seems like a million times. Oh, really? Like when you type in Christmas in New York, you see several different options. Also, My Christmas. That does not surprise me. Yeah. My Christmas is very popular. I found one that was called Angels. And then it was like <laughs> great sopr- great sopranos bring like holiday albums to or holiday favorites to life or something. And the album cover was like like the back of a woman who's like clearly naked with like angel wings kind of painted on her back. And I was like, what? And then everyone on the album are like, you know, legit sopranos who are active opera singers. And I just thought it was the most bizarre, like. Uh, album cover for that for the tracks that were on it but don't you know that angels are almost always beautiful naked women duh like right like, right duh. duh it's it's called heaven for a reason <laughs> okay sorry that got, that got gross and weird i'm sorry <laughs> okay uh, well I do, yeah. b- before we finish off, I, d- I do just want to give a, a full mention of the album that inspired talking about this episode. Are right. there any Are there any others that we should discuss before, before we go there? I think we got all of them. This year's brand new opera singer performed Christmas album is by Jonas Kaufman. And I haven't listened to a lot of it, but... Kind of the unfortunate thing about it is that the tracks that it seems like they are really promoting are the cheesy non-operatic tracks. Hmm. I don't know why they're choosing to promote those tracks specifically, but these... Because they're the catchiest? Crossover appeal. Yeah. I guess so, but they are really, really, really bad. They're not that bad. Oh my gosh! I, like you, you heard me reference the Kermit the Frog of the "All I Want for Christmas Is You." It is that bad. I feel like that means a lot coming from me. Like I'm generally, I, I hardly give a negative review. This is true. This is true. It is so bad. Like I thought it was a joke when I first like heard it. I thought it was done as a joke. I have to admit that that I have not listened to this in full. Like I've basically only listened to your impression of it. So. But then there's there's a whole bunch of like uh, a whole bunch of songs in German, a whole bunch of traditional 
like tunes and hymns that I'm sure are really nice, and I, I look forward to listening to them because I'm sure they're going to be great. But if I hadn't like gone in to look at the full album, I would have heard those two tracks and been like, oh my gosh, this is so laughable, and then just moved on with my life. So, well, with all of that buildup, I feel like that's like I've brought us down almost. I'm sorry. Well, but, you uh, got to play some of it. Yeah. Right. Here's uh, what I'm talking about with All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true All I want for Christmas Is you I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need Don't care about the Underneath the Christmas tree I don't need to hang my stockings There upon the fireplace Santa Claus won't make me happy With the toy on Christmas Day See, I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true All I want for Christmas is you you, baby, I won't ask for much this Christmas. I oh won't even my wish gosh. For I have to say, if I did not know that that was Jonas Kaufman, if someone didn't tell me that, I would have a hard time identifying the singer. Right. I actually experienced this. So I had listened to it. I was mortified. And so I took my phone out. I went to my wife. She was in the other room. And I was like, let me play this for you. Let's try to guess who this singer is. And she knows Jonas. She does. And she was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And I was like, this is a Grammy Award winning artist. She was like, you're kidding. And she couldn't guess for the life of her. And then I she think was that more than that more than anything throws me off. Because to me, it's like, it's just not Jonas. It's, it's like some other person, some other singer that, you know, may, maybe sounds like that. And... I don't know. Even when and I have to say, I haven't really heard him like speaking often. I've only really heard him singing. So at the beginning, when there's like this sort of half spoken, half half sung little bits, yeah, I'm like, is that Jonas? Like, is that what his speaking voice sounds like? That's not what I imagined. I just find it a hard hard to reconcile in my right. brain. So right. I think because of that, I don't find it too objectionable just because i'm like no that's not him it's it's just well, it's not him so in case I, I don't know. uh you you wanted to reconcile it or you really wanted to bring those together that like he also put out a video on social media for a different song from the album the christmas song yes oh. he did uh i'll play a little bit of the song for you but it's like this weird thing where he's like in a not snowy place but he's singing about christmas 
Actually, maybe he's in like a beachy place. I don't know. You should know, Kyle, that places that don't get snow still celebrate Christmas. (laughs) I I know better than anyone. Let let me go put on my Ugg boots. (laughs) This doesn't really bother me. Still. It doesn't bother you? It doesn't really bother me. I think the problem I have is that he's singing All I Want for Christmas is You by the one and only Miss Mariah Carey, and he shouldn't have done it. (laughs) Okay. He he shouldn't have done it. It was an ill-advised interpretation. There are only two versions of it that are acceptable. The original, the original version, and that kid from Love Actually, which I don't want to get into because it's the worst movie in the face of movies. What? I don't want to get into Kyle. You don't like that movie? Oh, that movie. Oh, sad. I enjoy that movie. Misogynistic. We don't have to talk about it. It is very misogynist. (laughs) No, no. Actually, I I watched it like a week ago, and I was like, ooh. Like this is not like watching this in. No, it did not. Okay. Oh, good. I found this. I'm sending this to you right now. Okay. Every time I hear that song, it always makes me think of um. It must have been some comedian's actor or whatever, some singer who sang the the alto part of All I Want for Christmas is You, which is just like, and uh... <laughs> 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 which is the only thing I think of every time I hear it. <laughs> okay, well, just so but we don't... Speaking of speaking of that song, have you both heard the most very recent meme going around Facebook about Mariah Carey merged with another much older classic. No. 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 Oh. Oh my goodness. What are you talking about? Have you not heard um, All I Want for Christmas is the Earl King? Oh my gosh. I have heard of this and then someone sent Ian a version of All I Want for Christmas is you and like Schubert, which where yes. that works really well. It's only like one minute or maybe even 30 seconds. But someone has basically merged the Earl Koenig with okay, yeah. a classic section of All I Want for Christmas is You. I have heard oh, that. I, yeah. I hope it's good. Is music, it good? Music nerds. I, it actually works very well. <laughs> They they certainly like turn some of the harmonies of the Earl Kruning major so that it works. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it's like when you know both of them, it's very funny, but it, it does go by fast. It's one minute. So here I will play it for you.
See, now I need somebody to come in with, Mine Vater, Mein Vater. <laughs> Music <Yes>. nerd jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what will you get me for Christmas? <laughs> oh, too good. Well, that about does it. I was going to say that maybe we should play another song from this Jonas album that's probably really good. I feel like it's making you mad. I feel like yeah. this is making you it's actively ch- mad. I will say the the Silent Night, the Stila Nacht is very pretty. Okay, let's find that. Okay. Because it, it's, it's just those other ones are so bad. Like, it's one well, thing to do. They really deeply bother it you. They really upset they? you. They d- well, the funny thing is with all of these other ones, I can just laugh and have a good time because it's just like, I don't know. And I, it's it's dramatic to say like it really upsets me. It's not like I'm like heartbroken. I'm just like how why like there was no scenario where somebody listened to that. All I want for Christmas is you, and was like, yeah, that's good. Like it's a, it's catchy. You know, it's upbeat. Like people like dance along to it. Somebody did. Oh man, because it's it there. Is just not good. Okay, we're listening to Silent Night, and I'm sure it's gonna be. Fantastic. Skipping ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Still the. I thought it was in German. <laughs> Wait, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Is there not something? <laughs> is, is he doesn't do silent? He doesn't do like Stila Nacht. I thought it was in German. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly haven't listened no, but to this very carefully. There's a lot of German, so I'm just going to pick something. I'm going to pick something higher up on the album, assuming that it's good. Actually, let's listen to Adeste Fidelis. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's excellent. Just like, and I'm sure singing that is so easy for him. Like, just crank out. And it's a long album. There's a lot of tracks on here. Like, we could have just gone without. And as far as I'm concerned, Adeste Fidelis is, is basically like a pop song at this point. It's like, everybody knows it. Everybody likes really? it. Really? I just, we don't have the time, like, because we've been talking about this for a while, to really, like, psychologically delve into... Because you say you're not upset, but I feel like you're, you're like way more upset that you're letting on. Like I can see it in your face, <laughs> but we don't have yeah. the time to like really unpack why it's upsetting you so much. Well, shoot. I don't, I didn't want this to be where this episode went. <laughs> like I had no idea that this was living inside of me. I thought it was just something to laugh about. It really does make me laugh, but I think maybe that I just started asking too many questions around why. Mm. And then he went. Into, I think like, it all it all comes hole. down to what will make money. Yeah, it is the money. It's the cash grab. Yes, as Elspeth said, we've uncovered an existential crisis <laughs> for Kyle. <laughs> Why do I dislike this so much? Yeah, shoot. Well, now I'll just be thinking about it during the whole holiday season. I don't know. I feel like like maybe part of what the problem is is that it's 
there's so few things that I think you've come across that you truly hate, right? Yeah. That truly deeply bother you musically speaking. And so when something just like rubs you the wrong way, you're just like, why? I'm usually fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. But anyways, it has been a really fun episode and (laughs) I love this topic. I, I very seriously cannot wait to listen to more of these albums because normally my my reaction is this is so funny like i really enjoy mm. this so uh, you so, know yeah. you what, know what we sh- have to play out oh, you know we ahead. have to play out to though because it's like a christmas tradition now oh god <laughs> yes you know it did come to my mind like even earlier like midway through the episode when i was saying something like oh yeah and people sing these songs and it's just so cheesy and I've done that before, so... It is so wonderful. It's so like good. the greatest holiday gem on the internet. If you're my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle's mom. Which is which is precisely how I found it when I first discovered it. So. Oh, what a joy. I'm sure it'll make it, like, especially... It'll probably have some posts. It's like, especially this year, like, I'm just so thankful for blah, 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 blah. People who have listened to the podcast for a long time, first of all, bless you. And <laughs> truly, second of it's all, been a journey. you've perhaps heard this before. Uh, many, many years ago, I did a, with a friend, did a recording of a version of uh, my grown up Christ- uh, Christmas list. And my beloved friends, Naomi and Elspeth, will remember it for all time. We definitely sprung it on him in an episode. It was like our first holiday favorites episode, and we didn't tell him that we had found it. So when it came time for us to like reveal our favorite, it was just like raw Kyle, like no, 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 no. It's like some things Amazing. you think that you just left in your past, and then they always come back to that's find right. you. The internet is forever. Well, if that's, I'm just saying, there's so many other things we could play out to. Nope. Like. We could <laughs> no, no tradition. Right. Tradition. I guess it's only it, it's only fair if I'm gonna rag on other people's holiday recordings that it's everybody can in, rag on it's mine. It's all in good fun. We all deeply enjoy them, well, except for you and your weird beef with Jonas Kaufman now. But I know. I've... I mean, they've they've all attained the level of fame and stardom that like I will never attain, and so yeah, they're like they're fine. I. They're they're fine and. In a way, like everything they do, it's like they've got reasons. Can't yeah. argue with that. So totally. Well, hopefully, all of the listeners out there, you've enjoyed this wonderful tour through uh, Christmas classics done by opera stars. If there's something that we forgot, which there's a lot out there, so I'm sure there's something that was not mentioned that you absolutely love or love to hate, please hit us up. You can find us on Facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to know what holiday favorites you're listening to uh we'd also love for you to go and leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening yeah we would very much appreciate you doing that and of course we want to wish you all a happy holiday uh merry christmas happy new year happy hanukkah any holiday that you do or do not celebrate we hope it's happy we know this this holiday will be very different for many, many people than in the past, but it's not forever. It's just for now. So definitely. 
yeah, it find a recording, video, audio, or otherwise of your favorite holiday treat. If you always go to the Messiah, then find a recording of the Messiah. Check there it out. There is some virtual sing-alongs happening of the Messiah. Ooh. There you go. So in in fact, there's one by um, Tafel Music, which is I believe a Canadian orchestra. I could be wrong about that, but um, and the it is led by um, a an actor playing the role of of Handel himself. Ooh, so there you cool. go. <laughs> so there is some good theatrics associated, and there is a a wonderful like a trailer or media plug floating around social media where he's like introducing the idea of the virtual sing-along in character of of handle which is great Ooh, so. i love that okay yeah well hopefully you're checking it out thank you again for joining us for our holiday episode and uh, we will be back soon with another episode of opera after dark until then i'm naomi i'm kyle i'm elspeth thanks for listening Bye, buddy. I hope you find your Bye, dad. Bye, buddy. Do you remember me? I sat upon your knee. I wrote to you with childhood fantasies. Well, I'm all grown up now and still need help somehow. I'm not a child, but my heart still can dream. Here's my lifelong wish, my grown-up Christmas list. Not for myself, but for a world in need. No more lives torn apart, and wars would never start in time to heal all hearts every man would have a friend that right would always win and love would never end this is my grown up Christmas list As children we believe The grandest sight to see Was something lovely wrapped beneath the tree And heaven only knows That packages and bows Can never heal a hurting human soul No more lives torn apart And wars would never start In time to heal all hearts Every man would have a friend That right would always win And love would never my grown-up Christmas list What is this illusion called the innocence of you?
Christmas